welcome to discussions of music, healing, and consciousness with your hosts, Chris Noble and Bill Protzman. On this podcast, Chris and I offer a spontaneous, ongoing conversation about how music is intertwined with healing and consciousness. Our first season helped lay the foundation and build some of the superstructure for what we want to do here in season two, where we'll be welcoming some intriguing guests, going deeper into ancient mysteries and wisdom, and cultivating your background knowledge and curiosity. We hope these discussions will inspire your own study and practice of the musical and healing arts, and that your contribution to advancing world consciousness will be satisfying for you and transformative to those around you. Let's get started. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was laughing because I'm like, wait, what are we talking about again today? What are we talking about? I, yeah, I had this idea. So um, I've been listening to way too many uh, raise your frequency, raise your vibration kind of things. And you know what? That's cool. And that's what we want. So that's what we, that's what our intention should be, right? But I feel like we're ignoring a lot of really important stuff because so much of the actual hertz that we measure in vibrations are very rich and very low. You know, like 40 hertz or the Schumann resonance. You know, these are things that we can't even hear the Schumann resonance. It's so low, we can't hear it, right? So I started to think about this thing and I'm thinking to myself, Chris, what if we were more inclusive when it comes to vibration? Now, I know nobody likes anger and fear, right? But there's so much music that is so rich, that is animated by anger and fear, and not in a bad way. You know what I'm saying? Well, like it's expressing anger and fear as well. And it's like it's getting it out of your system in a way like you need to have that music. There's a lot of there's certain types of music I don't listen to that often. But when I'm in a particular mood, especially if I'm pissed off, oh, my God, is it ever cathartic to just blast like rage against the the machine or heavy dubstep or just things that are angry and just distorted and very aggressive you know yeah. i i need it just as much as anybody and and i'm sure every teenager can certainly relate to that you know yeah and 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 yet we're told that it's wrong don't listen to that you know bad music there's there's like all this judgment and how can we be like conscious beings when we continue to judge our lower vibrations this way you know what i'm saying it's it's crazy making it's kind of a little against the idea of this higher consciousness because you know you you, you would think that when you come to more states of the uh, the big word of enlightenment right whatever that really means yeah whatever it means whatever that really means um you would imagine that things like judgment start to become more dissolved and when the lower emotions, lower vibrational emotions happen, instead of judging them, you know, instead of ridiculing them and yourself for feeling them and others for making you feel that way, you, in fact, listen to that information because at the end of the day, it's still just information. It's just information. Just, yeah. just like life. There's no good or bad. It's just experience. And then we put the, the label of good or bad on the experience. But in reality, it's purely an experience and that's the whole point of life is to live and experience everything good and bad and all of it has value and obviously you don't ideally want to live a life where you're mostly in a state of fear and anger i mean i know i don't no but but to ignore it completely i think is an imbalanced way to go about it 
Yeah, yeah. I, so you said something that's really important. I was sitting in a, a class. I was teaching a class. But I was sitting there because the class was having this conversation about negative emotions. And one of the people in the class said just out of the blue, it's just brain chemistry. And everybody who was there immediately like took a breath because yeah, it is just brain chemistry and it can make us feel really bad sometimes. And we don't enjoy that, right? Nobody wants to feel bad. No. But when you realize that this is just, you know, flowing through you and that emotions, whatever they are, feelings, whatever they are, tension, anxiety, all of that is flowing through you and stopping it is not a good idea. Finding a way to let it flow just seems like, you know, what you were saying about music, just let, let that stuff flow. It doesn't become a problem until you get obsessed over it or, you know, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, that old quote, you know, if you have some fear or some other kind of judgment, especially if, if it's something you can feel emotionally, um, that's the stuff that needs to get out of the way so that you can choose to be at a higher consciousness. I mean, here we are judging low and high, right? But so you can choose to have, you have space, you have room, the processor is free to be able to embrace what you want. You know, it's like continually saying, um, the law of attraction practice is like, here's what I don't want. Here's all these ugly things that I don't want to come to me. I don't want these things. These are bad things. I don't want to have anything to do with these things is attracting all that stuff yeah. that you don't want. <laughs> yeah. You really have to focus the attention. So. Um, I'm being like sort of picky uni about this and saying that judging a negative emotion is not skillful practice. Welcoming a, a negative emotion, I'm going to use the negative to make clarity here, but I'm not saying that they're bad or good. I'm just saying the things we don't want. Welcoming that stuff and just allowing it and experiencing it and, you know, finding the beauty in it is something that's so easy with music. So an example of listening to these quote unquote negative emotions would be uh, last week I was traveling through Malta and I had to use an ATM. First one didn't work, second one didn't work, third one didn't work, fourth one didn't work, fifth one finally worked. Got to pay for my uh, my sandwich, great, awesome. Checked my bank account and I looked and saw that all of the transactions that I tried to make were still charged to my credit card, basically lost around 500 bucks. So I was pretty pissed off. And I could feel all these lovely emotions boiling at the surface. And I was just feeling it all. So I went to this park and I had a whole day planned, whole day kind of adventure planned. And it felt like a pretty big damper uh, mood mood kill had been put on that. So I just sat in this park yeah. for, right? And and I, so I just sat in this park for a moment and just was like, okay, what am I supposed to do? What, what what can I do here? Do I want to just be angry and try to keep going through my day and distract myself from this anger? Or should I just commit my day? Because you know, on those times when you're really pissed off and just upset, and then other things kind of come up like old traumas, old insecurities, old stories and programs that, you know, I've been working on for so long that all of a sudden are being resurfaced again. And I, I kind of just in that moment was like, no, no, I need to go back to my Airbnb and I need to just do some self-care and I need to listen. I need to listen to these quote unquote negative emotions, but these these stories and these parts of myself that are screaming and, and pissed off and want to punch something and throw something and have a tantrum basically. So I walked back and the hour and a half walk was therapeutic in of itself because I find physical exercise and exertion is really good when you're feeling those intense 
anger emotions, upset emotions, frustration emotions. And I was listening to music, of course, on the way back. And I picked my more aggressive, my more angry, my more ah, kind of music, you know, and that was helpful. And that was therapeutic. And then I got back to my Airbnb and I, I basically just sat on my bed and I let it all kind of come up instead of trying to push it away. Instead of trying to, even sometimes we are taught these spiritual practices that, okay, get rid of your negative emotions, breathe it all out. And while right, yeah. I was, I was still doing things like, you know, breathing and, and being conscious of my breath and all that, but I wasn't trying to get rid of the emotions. Instead, I realized it was like an angry child. And instead of ignoring the child and just waiting for the child to shut up, basically, I was like, well, tell, talk to me, like, let's have a conversation. Let's have a dialogue. So I listened to these emotions and I spent quite a few hours listening to all of the stories and things kind of come up. And then after a couple hours, it started to dissipate. And then by the time the evening rolled around, I was in a pretty decent neutral state where I know in the past, something like this would have triggered probably multiple days of anger, frustration, maybe multiple weeks. It could have even, it could have even bled into, to be honest, certainly back in the day for myself. And all of a sudden that night when I was going to bed, I realized, wow, Chris, you know, <laughs> when you just listen to these supposed negative emotions, they just want to be heard. And when you listen to them, not only do they eventually go away, but the next day I woke up and I had so many insights. I had all these downloads. I had all this, uh, these epiphanies. I had like inspiration come through me and I was still pretty deep in the emotions. So I took the rest of that full day off more self-care, more self-care. And then the following day was where even more things started to pile through me. And then I started to have the energy to then take action on these ideas, creative ideas, business ideas, a whole slew of ideas and downloads were coming through. And I was starting to just laugh at this whole idea of why did we ignore these emotions? Why did we push them aside and try everything to stifle them and push them down and ignore them? When, if we just listen to them and actually let them be heard, oh my God, the power, the, the gold in them is just as good as, as just as, as abundant as the positive emotions. It, it was a really incredible experience. I have to say. I, I, I love that you are sharing this experience because if there's a practice that the world needs right now, it's like dealing with anger and instead of, you know, stuffing it and letting it leak out and this practice is so skillful. It doesn't interfere with the flow, but it takes a little bit of a mindset change, right? Because you got to shift out of that place of, oh no, negative emotions, bad, delete, 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 to negative emotions, bad, don't have to act out, but I need to feel this right now. My body needs to process this, right? And almost accepting the part of yourself that's difficult to accept you know, and I can say that because, you know, my very first therapist said, Bill, I can tell what your problem is. I'm like, okay, what's that? He's like, well, you're an angry man. And he was right. I'd been repressing that anger for so long. And once I learned that I already had, you know, as a musician, I already had a way of being able to let that flow continue without breaking things and hurting people, everything changed. Now, okay, it's been 30 years, right? And it's still changing. <laughs> so don't get me wrong. You know, it's practice. It takes practice. But I love that you're doing this because it is so important, I think, right now in our 
in our sort of world ethos, our tendency to judge one way or the other, you know, and pick a side, you know, and stay bipolar. <laughs> I'm well, you know, reinventing uh, that term. A hundred percent. You know, I, I, what is, I was watching um, the comedy show Brooklyn nine, nine the other day, it's pretty popular amongst pop culture, I'd say, and uh, certainly has an influence. And, you know, one of the, the main character, um, um, Jake Peralta, you know, was feeling jealousy and he would always make a joke throughout the uh, episode when he was feeling jealous. He'd be like, oh, ugly emotion, ugly emotion. And I know that's what it feels like to a lot of people. And certainly it is. But when we say things like that, because in the in the popular culture, in mainstream thinking, we still label these these negative emotions as ugly, gross, yeah. unwanted, yeah. get out of here. And it's like it's like you're do imagine you, you would do that to your own child or your own inner child for that matter because I don't have my own child kid but I can still of course think if I did but sometimes I also just think about my own self as a child and I'm like would you would you just want to if your child was feeling all these negative emotions are, are you going to constantly just push them away and ignore them maybe some parents do but I don't think that's the best thing I think the best thing is to listen to them and just hear them out and all I did was instead of it being to a physical child or my my own inner child, it was just like, no, I'm going to listen to the emotions that are coming up and and hear them out. And oh, my God, like, thank God I did, because, again, right. the gold in them, it's amazing what you can what you can glean from that, what you can what you can get from uh, a dialogue with these supposed ugly emotions. I am going to take this one step further. I want to talk about meditation for a minute. So David Lynch has made all kinds of amazing um, awareness of meditation happen. And thank heaven he's doing that because the world needs this. One of the ways he's made that happen is in elementary school classrooms. So if a kid is acting out or whatever, now they have a practice where they put the kid, instead of in timeout, the kid meditates for three minutes. So um, here's my question, and let's see if we can unpack this. Meditation as an intervention seems ill-advised to me. If I were, and I'm, I'm going to say this because that kid and my household growing up, that was me. We didn't have time out, but I would be like separated, made to sit alone in my house, not in school, right? This is my mom doing this and uh, given some task, right? Which is getting my head on straight, basically. Okay. To meditate, you've got to be in a mindset already that is ready to receive. And taking a prickly little kid like me, who's all, you know, acting out and angry and telling me, okay, Billy, do this meditation thing. There's a step missing in there. Do you, do you feel that too? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Because meditation is just one of many tools and to just throw everything to at the at the at the practice of meditation is is like it's it's like anything you you can't just have one approach to this massive array of complexity that is the human psyche and the human condition right 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 so especially especially for anger and especially with i would say in general the male sex in oh, humans yeah. like where men just get and boys need a physical outlet for that yeah. anger and i'm sure many girls many women do as well and 
to sit and meditate and be still and quiet when you're just bubbling and and the energy is very active with anger and and frustration and all that you have to match that energy and meditation is not matching it certain types of breath work might and i would still argue not quite enough i would go into the realms of physicality yeah. so what i what I, like when i was really pissed off thank god i had a two hour hour and a half to two hour walk home mostly uphill i mean i was sweating by the time i got back big time my feet were super sore and it was like i flopped down on the bed and then i could actually meditate because i was exhausted from walking home you know you need that when i was a teenager i had a drum set and i would just come home from school pissed off at everything and i would just turn on some heavy rock music probably and just play to that and smash my drum kit much to the dismay of my my aunt who lived below us yes. and probably my neighbors but things like that i i am a big believer in the physicality when you're trying to meet anger and 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 frustration and those kind of emotions i don't think meditation is going to cut it yeah it's it, you're not ready yet um i don't even know if as pissed off as i was as a kid i I'll have to try this sometime when I get good and angry, see if yoga works. But I think it needs a more active kind of release when in that uh, anger place for myself. Yeah, you, you could do a much more um, like a calisthenic type of yoga where it's, you know, like, like a much more intense yoga could, could do it. Hot yoga, um, that's probably why that's so yeah, popular. Yeah, but it's got to be high intensity, I would yes. say. Yes, like... Um, physically upregulating yeah the anger is an upregulating emotion so to match that with a physical upregulation seems like a good plan you know and maybe it's headbanging metallica i mean i i don't know but there's there's an option out there that lets you do anger safely and please believe me people if you're listening to this right now we're not advocating that anybody take their anger go out and hurt things break people uh, break things and hurt people um the important thing here is that you find some way of connecting with that emotion that's that's physical that that lets you embody it and then allow your physical body to process that so that you can get to the gold unlock the stuff like i've had that is that same kind of inspiration too out of deep grief i've had amazing downloads when i allow it you know and that's so key right now in the world. Instead of suppressing all these things we don't want to feel, let them play safely with a little self-care. Obviously, with a little music, Chris and I are going to be big advocates of that. This is not a time for sound healing, people. This is a time for self-work, right? This is, this is why it's so important that you learn how to do these things and have practices so that when it comes to you, you have the tools right now where you can go into your own private laboratory and and process what you need to process there. You know, have a good song for anger, have a good song for for sadness, have a good song for fear. And let that work on you. Just put it on repeat if you have to. To get yourself uh to open yourself to the processing of that. Then when you're all processed, sit in silence if meditation is going to do it for you or you know, take a walk, do something creative, sleep, <laughs> allow yeah. the part of you to recover that needs recovery in a good way does that make sense well, it all makes so much sense bill you know you're making me think now it's like of course the, the big thing is it's individual so everyone's got to find their own private laboratory i love how you said yes. that and and really you have to experiment 
because we're all different. And so it's it's the song that is going to resonate with you is going to be specific to you. The activity that resonates with you, depending on the emotion, is dependent on you, the individual. So this is a real self-practice where you're going to have to experiment and you're really going to have to see what is what is what and really is your intuition in those moments. You know, a lot of the time as well, after finding a way to move through some of whatever the emotion is, a lot of the time what I'll find is have, have an early night, like just go to bed, reset, like just reset yeah. it all. A great, a great way is honestly just to either take a real long nap or just go straight up to sleep and, and just kind of cap off the day there and be like, all right, we're going to restart. It's like when we're having all these technical issues before we were recording this podcast today for the listening and watching audience, you know, we had so many technical difficulties for whatever reasons today. And one of the things we had to do, of course, which is the go-to in all tech you know, issues is reset, just yeah. turn the computer off, turn it back on again. And that is a great thing to do for the human body, mind and soul. So I recommend that too. But you're really, you're getting my gears going because it's, it's really making me think that every emotion can have a very particular uh, modality and tool set that we can incorporate. So a specific sure. type of music, that's going to really work, but then also a particular practice. So it might be sometimes with sadness, a, a, a nice gentle yoga could be really nice because it's not full-fledged meditation, but it is, it's a form of movement. And sometimes a lot of that grief needs to be moved physically out of your body. Um, maybe it's bawling your eyes out for about 30 minutes and then going for a really nice walk in nature or something where again, it's the physicality. It's not too heavy, but it's, but it's, it's, of course, there's so many medicinal properties in nature that you're just going to absorb anyway through that. Um, the list goes on and on and on, but it's making me think like anger, sadness, grief, um, all of the things that we typically would consider uh, challenging emotions, feelings and emotions that we that that stop us in our tracks usually and make us have to rejig our day a little bit. There's lots of things that we can do. And I think they're all specific to the emotion and to the, ind the individual. That's really interesting that. Yeah. I, I'm of... completely with you on that. Yeah. And, you know, we know this through psychedelics, psychedelics work on everyone differently. Yeah. And maybe we're only able to see that now because we're ready, like as a society to embrace that fact. But here we've been developing medicines for thousands of years. And, you know, in, in many ways, Asia is far ahead of the Western world when it comes to preventive medicines. But even in Asia, there's this, the, the, the objective over there is to help you find the right combination of things that work for you to stay well. And so Asian doctors are expert in looking to see how you're responding to your environment and then adjusting the supplements, the medications that you use based on how you respond in the environment. That's different for everybody. It's not too aspirin and call me in the morning, you know? That's so Western. And does aspirin work? Well, yeah, I mean, if you take a big enough hammer, you're gonna get a, you know, you'll be able to drive the nail, right? It'll drive any nail that we throw away, 80% of the nails, right? And okay, so we're, we're doing all right. Somebody said the other day, you know, when it comes to surgery, I'd rather be cut in the West, but when it comes to healing, and wellness, sign me up for anyone in the East, right? Yeah, and that's the majority of our issues are, I mean, yeah, acute um, medicine, you know, surgery, all that stuff. Yeah, the West is fantastic for that. Emergency stuff, great, it's amazing. Um, almost everything else, it's pretty terrible. 
It's yeah. pretty terrible. There's no preventative uh, measures taken. And, you know, you, you, you said environment when you're referring to the Eastern, you know, philosophies of medicine and um, holistic medicine, certainly. And that's a big thing too. It's not just the remedies and practices that are going to be beneficial for the individual, but your environment plays a huge role too. Yes. You know, what, what, where are you living? Where do you sleep at night? Who are you surrounding yourself with? What kind of people do you surround yourself with? What's your community like? What are you consuming the news on a regular basis? What, what, what information and media and entertainment do you consume on a daily basis? All of these questions are to do with your environment and they play a massive role. I've heard things like you really are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with and things of that nature where it's like, who are the people? What are the places that are you're surrounding yourself with? And I guess the kind of environmental energies that you're going to be, you know, feeling on a daily basis. That's something to consider as well. If you're always feeling frustrated, maybe on a pretty regular basis, maybe you want to look at your environment. What What's your work situation? What's your career situation? What's your relationship situation? What's your friendship and community situation? Family, like ask yourself those questions. And that might lead you as well to perhaps some epiphanies of what you could start to subtract or add to shift that environment. And that could actually have a huge impact as well on your, your well-being. We're so diagnostic in the West. We tend to look for things that we can cut out, like the media fast that is fashionable right now. But if you were consuming the right kind of media that really supported you, why would you want to take a break from that? Exactly. You know, And uh, we, we both have friends who are like <laughs> psychedelic adventurers and uh, like doing ayahuasca every week or something like that. Okay, that's fine. But what is it that's making that necessary? I mean, dude... Right. If you're doing that kind of psychedelic trip regularly, there are other things that are pushing you to do that. Um, I, I love the fascination that we have right now with Wim Hof. That's just a great example. So here's this guy who has these practices, and isn't he? He's Dutch. Is he Netherlands? Netherlands. European, yeah, he's Dutch. Northern European. I bet. I'm not sure. And. He has this, these amazing practices. So all of the daredevils over here are like, oh, cool, hold your breath forever, you know, swim in icy water. And, you know, there's some health benefits to that. But there needs, to, like you were talking about, there needs to be sort of a balance to this because swimming in icy water and doing incredible breathing exercises is not going to be for everybody. But there are going to be some benefits to a practice that works for you that is based on a breathing regimen that you might learn from Wim Hof or whoever. And so do that, right? find the mix of things but for heaven's sake don't google i have this symptom what in the world do i need right because oh god you know that rabbit hole is is not a healthy one and and there are others that are but if you start with the people around you maybe there's somebody who's been tapping your shoulder for a while and suggest something like hey you know this sound bath is a really good way of changing your mindset to open yourself to the possibility that you might be able to do a better job of practicing things that keep you healthy or practicing things that keep you in, engaged in stuff or whatever it is, you know, whatever the intervention-ish mindset was before, it transforms into, hey, that's a pathway for me. Like, I'm an angry guy, but anger is a pathway to power for me, right? Well, and think about, think about like, I remember when I was younger, anger was uh, also very 
motivational you know oh yeah well you can you can get a lot of things done with anger as well it's it's not just a a a destructive emotion of course it can be when it's uh unhinged and uh untethered and and certainly let 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 off the chain and with no mindfulness but the thing is is like i'm getting to a point and it's a lifelong journey i'm definitely not claiming to have uh the magic bullet here at any, or the, being the master of this. But w- when I was going through this extreme anger and frustration last week, I was also able to still, even in the height and the thick and the, of the, ab- the, just the deepness of the anger and the, the depths of these negative emotions, I was still able to have a bit of an out of body, third person, third party perspective on it all, an observer, an observer perspective right, right, on, yeah. on those emotions and that in and of itself is helpful. So then you can continue to feel what you need to feel, but you're removed just a little bit. So you're not going to do the really destructive things that you maybe used to do in the past, but you can still channel it and come up with not only just great ideas, epiphanies, things like that. But I remember when I was younger playing competitive hockey, I would get really pissed off. And sometimes every time I got pissed off, I would always like score more goals, be more productive. Right. And usually like lead the team to victory somehow. And I, it became a running joke on uh, my team sometimes where my coach would be like telling the players, like, can you just piss Chris off for piss him off? We need a goal right now. <laughs> we need the power. <laughs> we need the power. Can you get him angry again? It's like the Hulk, right? You know, like, can you get Bruce Banner uh, angry? So he turns into the Hulk and can actually like take on the, uh, whoever the the enemy so it's uh it goes back to to the perspective of all these emotions exist for a reason and if we can just try to take a step back which is hard to do when you're in the midst of these emotions but you can try to just take a breath and take a step back and feel everything you need to feel but then be able to to channel it and then alchemize it and then and then use that emotion to do whatever it's meant to to do in that given situation because it's going to be absolutely unique to the individual experiencing it it's such a bottom up because we feel things before we know what we have and becoming aware there's a whole branch of psychology no uh, of philosophy actually philosophy of the mind well maybe it's not the mind called effective intention and this is the awareness of the bodily responses that we have to stuff and rather than discounting that or it's all in your head. It's the integration of head and heart that's people like heart math have been working on this. There's a lot of science on it, but the whole notion that it's all in your mind uh, is sort of falling apart. Now, as they delve into consciousness, they find that it's, yeah, it's the mind, right? It's the head brain. It's the heart brain, the gut brain. So it's all connected in this way where we've been leaving out two thirds of the information available to us. And if you want to integrate those other two thirds, you know, there are practices like look around for this, right? Because there are other ways that are not just head-based that get us to a more um, satisfying, I think, experience of life, a more skillful way of dealing with the negative emotions, but also a really powerful way of unifying behind uh, the law of attraction, let's say. What do you want? Well, want isn't just something you think like a desire. People say, what do you want? They, they like, they, they point to their heart or, you know, I feel in my gut that this is what I need. Like there's other more visceral parts of desire. And by disconnecting that viscera from the intention, the idea, we leave our power behind. Like the intention can come from wherever, but putting the visceral, the bodily experience of what we want behind it well, that's just, I mean, it's two thirds better 
maybe it's a lot more than that, but you get my point, right? Well, and I've, if I've learned anything, you do not want your brain leading the, leading your life in general, your brain's a beautiful tool, but it, it should not be the one leading the charge. You really, I mean, the ancients knew this all the time. They would, you lead with your heart and the brain is what kind of collects everything and puts it all together. But the heart is the, the leading force. It's the driving force. And, you know, the heart actually perceives first before the brain, the, the heart brain, the brain in your heart, which has its own neural pathways for crying out loud, is actually, you know, is actually acting first. It is the first to feel something and then the brain responds and goes oh this is because of that this 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 that 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 this yep yep but the heart was the thing to have started to have commenced that mm, thought process right right so if i've learned anything too i can't necessarily think my way through these negative emotional experiences i have to feel my way through yeah I, they bring up a lot of thoughts but if i just go into a, a rabbit hole of thoughts then I just get more stressed and it just leads into a, a, a kind of a, a vicious cycle. But if I let my heart and my feelings lead the way, and then the brain can take a bit more of a backseat and just do what it's supposed to do, be logical, calculate, organize, do all that nice stuff. But let the heart lead the way. That's going to be because to even be able to discern how to move through these negative emotions and then alchemize them, that's not a thought brain process your brain yeah, is not, not going to be thing. able to yeah. it's not a head thing it's a heart thing you have to intuitively feel what music do i need right now what do i need to do i need to sleep do i need that's not going to be a brain thing your brain's going to go based off of past experiences and all the things it's heard on podcasts and news and all these other outlets it's going to feed you all this information but it's like no 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 you don't know what i need my heart knows what i need i'm going to listen to how i feel and then my brain can figure out how to do that <laughs> after the fact. As you've just pointed out, human beings are set up to do this. One of the amazing things that makes us human is that we do this stuff. On the other hand, <laughs> we've been educating ourselves out of that ability for such a long time now that reintegrating that capability that's part of who we are, remembering what it does, is, can be new and take some practice. And I'm convinced that's why people are responding to sound baths right now and music healing and all of that. It, it, it's a hunger that we've not fed ourselves for a long, long time. Maybe three generations haven't had music in public school in America. I don't know how it is in other parts of the world, but this this turning away, and you can see people turning back to it now. Like the Gen Z fascination with classical music. It's It's incredible to me. Like they're looking for music that's rich that does something that their other music isn't doing. What does classical music do that's so different? Well, listen to it and find out, you know, for yourself, because I can't give you the answers. It's going to come from within, but you are already as a processing engine ready to respond to that in a way that is beautiful and that will help inform you. So uh, yeah, so it's like turn back to music. I know we're, we're talking about music here. The other arts work well, but think about music just for a second here. When you're listening to music, you're fully present. And if you're not, the music will help silence that busy part of your bread, head brain to bring you into full presence. And in that full presence, guess what else you get? You get awareness, you get self-awareness that you don't get from anything else. Well, I mean, you could you know, meditate and journal and do all of that, but in the musical moment, you're open to self-awareness. And you can do all that with music. With music, with music, right? And it happens in time, music. so you can, you have this time scale during which you're focused in a linear way that's different from anything else. And as you practice and you can bring your full intention, 
to what you want, then the attention that you pay to music combined with the intention of what you want becomes that thing that, that sparks all those downloads, like the, the moment after, right? When you've processed. And like you were talking about, Chris, all the stuff that came to you after the digestion or whatever we're going to call it of the angry moment through music took place. And that's just so beautiful. And, and it's completely, utterly predictable. Hello, science. Are you watching? Like somebody had better give us the science on this stuff because people have been doing it for thousands of years and we're just getting around to the possibility of music for more than an intervention, right? No, it's been there forever. We're coming back to the possibility of music to help us have what we want and to speed our pathway there and to leave us powerful in that pathway rather than just wrung out or, you know, tied up in an angry fuzzball. <laughs> I like that analogy. You know, it, it's, a, it's also helpful I think this was one of the first times for me. I mean, this is a lifelong journey. And again, those watching and listening, I mean, do not beat yourself up for wherever you're at on this journey, because it is not only challenging for everyone, but there's no rule book. There's no real known pathway of how to get to these places of, of, of mindfulness, of, of awareness, more awareness. It's, this is an individual journey. We're going to give you as many tools and as ideas as we can here, but ultimately it's really up for you to put into practice, experiment, and and be able to in those moments, which is the hardest thing is when you're feeling those, those deeply intense emotions, in that moment of those deep, intense emotions, try to then remember, right, first of all, this will not last forever, okay? And the night is always darkest before the dawn. There is going to absolutely be some beauty at the end of this very challenging period of time right now. And the more I can surrender to this, yes, extremely uncomfortable emotion and state of being, the more I can surrender to it, though, the quicker it will move through me and the quicker and sooner I will be able to get to that light and to that gold information, that download, that epiphany, or maybe it's just something that is in my body awareness where I just feel differently after having moved through that and properly alchemized it. Yeah, it's just, it's something that we're rediscovering because we're using a lot of terms that I've heard a lot when I look back into the ancients and you were talking about attention and intention. That's the basic, that's the basic blueprint of Egyptian magic. They talk about that all the time. And that's literally what they were teaching, you know, the power of intention with attention. It's, that's magic. We're literally creating alchemy when we, when we do that. So here we go, folks. Let's, let's start experimenting with this uh, old ancient practice and bring it into the, the new time, the new age. <laughs> so, you know, people are going to be asking, well, how can I learn to do this? Where do I go? What are the resources that I can use? And uh, I've just invited Chris to use one of them as my gift. Uh, I've been teaching this stuff for a while. So at one point or another, when you're teaching a lot of stuff and you repeat it, the internet calls right? <laughs> and says, hey, I've been doing this so many times. Why don't we productize it and put it somewhere where everybody can use it? So I've done that. And Chris, I can't wait. I don't know why it took me so long to invite you to this, but the Musimorphic Quest is out there. And it actually teaches you how through experience, you can learn how you feel uh, start to connect intelligently with music that really feeds you in those times and gives you a pathway. And more importantly, 
you can practice this stuff. So you don't have to wait until somebody triggers you. You don't have to wait until, you know, five different ATMs take a hundred bucks from you. <laughs> you have a practice in place so that when the trigger happens, you're already there. You've already got the tools. You've been working on it, right? You've been experiencing it for yourself. So you can engage them with the situation in a very skillful way. So, uh, hey, I'm glad you're doing this. You'll have to report on your progress. And uh, anybody who wants to check it out, quest.musiomorphic.com. Of course, we'll put in the show notes. But this is, it's such a fascinating thing to watch people come, al come alive to what they can do with music. It's like, whoa, seriously, Bieber does that, <laughs> right? And it's like that. It's like, you know, and you watch people's jaw drop, but it absolutely is true because as you said, it's the music that connects you with that moment is like a power tool that you can use to unlock all of the stuff that we've been like seriously from childhood educated to stuff, right? Unless you're on a hockey team. <laughs> and then use that anger, use it, use it, use it. Right. And, no, and it's, that's it's... skillful, right, dude? It's just anger and in sport you learn how to channel that stuff oh it's fantastic that's why i go back to with the intense emotions you got to have some physicality physicality is an absolute must as, 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 at least for uh, rambunctious angry guys like we certainly were back in yeah. the day and, and certainly i can still feel elements of that surface even now when i was feeling that intense emotion last week i was like wow i really want to punch something right now i won't mm -hmm. but i can feel it <laughs> <laughs> and now I can control it, which is great. I couldn't when I was younger and that got me into a lot of problems. And, uh, and now with the mindfulness is that's the big, big difference is with mindfulness and with that observer perspective, we can finally have a bit of breathing room in between the emotion and the observer, our consciousness, and just enough of that space is everything to then be able to listen to that emotion have a bit more of a dialogue rather than the emotion just takes you over and like possesses you that's the main difference when you can observe a little bit more just a little bit you know just back off a little bit from it that's when you can start to to really get the magic of um this alchemical process that's how it works i love that it's alchemy i, I can't find a better word for it you know digestion eh. but alchemy is really there because what looks like a lump of coal you know burning in your gut becomes this magical golden power. And I don't know how else to say it. You know, we just don't have well, that's, words. That's what alchemy, alchemy, you know, in the pop culture got twisted into just this one idea of turning like, you know, lead into gold or coal into gold. But it's, it really was the practice of alchemizing all these aspects of your being, of yourself to become a higher version of yourself the it is a ancient, metaphor Matt. it's a metaphor it's a freaking metaphor and it's literal too you can do both of these things yeah but with the with the metaphorical side of the ancients have always talked about the whole purpose of this life is to continuously alchemize and grow and expand and grow and expand your awareness your consciousness so that the idea in their eyes is so that you don't have to continue to incarnate on this planet in this human body that you basically upgrade in this yeah. video game known as life to such a degree, like, all right, game over. We're good. You know, we're yeah. done. We've, we've, we've reached the top level. I'm fascinated by this moment in history because so many more people are awake now than there were three years ago, four years ago, wondering if there's something more, if there's something better, how do I deal with all the crazy that's happened? And the, the novel and beautiful ways that people 
have come alive and are offering to share with others and saying, hey, here's how I deal with this. Here's how you do it. That's like so rich right now. And the fact that there's so many and that it's so individual is also so beautiful because we're way beyond one size fits all. Oh, yeah. Right? And, and, and so many different experiences are just popping up all over the world. Who are the kids? Um, I remember Malala from India. Uh, she's just inspired so many people. Uh, Greta, a kid who's inspired so many people. I, I mentioned Bieber earlier, but he got started. Look at Taylor Swift right now. There's this brand new uh, Grammy's best new artist is a jazz singer, for heaven's sake. And these are people with following and they're we're talking music here, but they're not alone. There's people who are influencing in a gentle and novel way that are changing the world right now. And it doesn't take too much effort to find out who they are after you start that media diet. <laughs> they kind of <laughs> pop up, right? You kind of become aware of them in beautiful ways. And if nothing else, I mean, that's what we're doing here, right, bro? We're, it's about offering some other ideas into a very rich, ideal-filled place, but one that is that that echoes, let's say, the ancient ways that music helped people stay centered, stay aligned, stay sane, stay engaged, stay healthy. These are wellness practices. These are beautiful tools that have been around for so long. And and here we are, you know, able to offer them in some crazy way that non-musical people don't have the ability to do, but I feel calling to do that, you know, and just to say, hey, this is possible. Give it a try. You can't hurt yourself. What do you want to be, more angry? No. <laughs> you're just as angry as you're going to be. We're not going to make you any more angry or more sad or whatever, but we're going to give you a, a landing zone for that by allowing you to connect those emotions that are going to pass. They're just chemicals with a way that for thousands of years, people have been minding themselves in that difficult place, you know, with the music that ultimately heals. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's for, uh, that's really what we're doing is we're sharing our life experience in a sense, just uh, these podcasts are beautiful for that. It's why I love, 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 love creating podcasts. And I love listening to podcasts and, you know, for our beautiful listening and viewing audience, this is, this is a great opportunity too for you guys to share your experiences as, with us. You know, we're um, we're streaming this all over the place. So if you can um, message us on any of those platforms, do so. But certainly YouTube's a great one uh, for comments and letting us know what you think of not only these practices, but what are your experiences? Because as we've been harping on this whole time, it's so individual. We'd love to hear what you have come across and what what things have worked for you. Because... You know, that's the that's the way we all progress. We're going to give our two cents. We're going to give our, you know, uh, practices and ideas on the show here. But it goes well beyond that, you know, with the feedback we can have from you, beautiful folk, letting us know. And then, of course, the other people that can read these comments will also learn more from that. I mean, a lot of the time, some of my research has gone, gone in from YouTube comment reading. Like, I'll just go through and read a bunch of comments and I'll get some amazing bits of information to follow up on. So... That's really what we're doing here and we'd love to encourage you to to do the same just uh share your story and your experience with all this for the rest of the world because it's that pebble in the you know the the pond analogy it ripples out and ripples out into an infinite stream of consciousness that we can all learn and, and grow from so that's what that's why we do what we do here slightly different topic but you've been roaming around greece and the 
Mediterranean. Are we going to get to see any of what you're working on on Ancient Mysteries? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll be posting some stuff uh, pretty soon. That's more recent to what I've been doing on Ancient Mysteries on Earth. You can check that out on my YouTube channel. Nice. Um, for sure. Yeah, looking forward to that because... I mean, if nothing else, the cool thing about you, Chris, is that you're so connected to like the ancient stuff that informs your art today and to bringing us sort of collectively as much as we can into awareness of that by offering the old as well as the new, right? And and believe me, folks, the old stuff, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, Ancient, Myth, ancient Mysteries Unearthed, uh, there's a mouthful for you. Yeah. But it, you know, it'll be in the show notes. But But do take a look at that because some of the things that we as a civilization did thousands of years ago are awfully relevant right now. Oh my God. It's so relevant. So practically relevant. It's it's, it'll blow you away. Thank There's you, my plug, Bella. man. <laughs> I appreciate it. You know, it, it's, it really, we, I, I created it for a lot of reasons, uh, but one of the main reasons is to take the wisdom from the past and integrate it into the present because that is lots of stuff we're doing now has already been done. So why not get a head start and just go back to the source of it all and, and see what they were doing and that's that's really what a lot of the videos i'm i present on that channel do and uh, there's lots of stuff you know we get into sound levitation technology that they may have been using in the past yes. i mean wow there's there's just so many incredible things that uh my god so many incredible things that they were doing here i'm now in malta and um there's these temples where one of them you can stand in one area and speak a normal volume and your voice will be carried perfectly throughout the entire temple complex as if it's a modern day PA system. How in the hell did they do that? We don't know. And so these are just the tip of the iceberg of things that we can learn from ourselves. They were no different than we are, um, exactly the same as we are today. And why not just learn, get a head start and just steal a little idea from the past. <laughs> sure. Why not? Into right? the present. Why not? Hey, you could try it out. If it works, go for it. If it doesn't, there's plenty more ideas where that came from right oh yeah absolutely and hey if it works or if it doesn't share a comment say hey i tried this thing and this is what i found and i have these questions and see if the community will respond to you in a way that helps lift you up and move you forward yeah and, and try the you know the music morphic um the music morphic uh quest is it not right yes the, uh, the yes link that, that bill's going to provide for you in the show notes because i'm going to try that out soon and I'm really excited because, again, there's just so many uh, outlets, so many tools that we have access to in this beautiful modern age with the internet and all that. Why not take advantage of it? Check it out. Let us know what you think. I'm going to let Bill know what I think soon enough. And I'm really excited. Thank you so much for that gift. I, I really oh, appreciate bet. that, Bill. It's my pleasure. I don't know why it took me so long. to Let's wrap. I'm uh, I'm feeling like we've got a show here. Yeah, me too. That sounds great. Thanks, everybody, for... If you're listening and feel like we didn't, then uh, let us know about that. <laughs> Absolutely. But as always, uh, you know, stay kind, stay curious, everybody. And we really appreciate your uh, your energy here. So we'll, we'll see you in the next episode. Aho. Aho.